Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist. I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. Today I want to talk about something that if you live with complex PTSD, um, I bet anything you've probably felt this feeling before. Um, And the feeling I want to talk about Some may call it dissociative identity disorder or depersonalization, somewhere along those lines, and I am not specifically talking about those things because I've never been diagnosed with those things. Um, What I'm going to talk about is something I think is just very extremely similar and remedies that I think that, well, things that have helped me with this. Specifically, the feeling of being lost in who you are and what triggers that. Um, So almost like a blurred sense of identity or feeling like you have forgotten what matters to you. Um, Almost like your identity is robbed or it's like disappears when you're around certain people or in certain environments. Because this is something I've dealt with numerous times and the older I get, the less it happens. So maybe if you're a younger person, maybe that's... A little bit of hope there for you um, and I think a lot of it just comes with practice and going through it and coping with it um, and so like I said this could relate maybe a lot to dissociative identity disorder or depersonalization but again I'm not a doctor and I'm just talking about my own experiences and since I've never been labeled with those things by a licensed you know counselor or anything I'm just talking about what I've experienced. And for me, it's uh, just a feeling of not knowing what to call it. I think that that is bigger than if someone tries to give you solutions for what we're talking about here. They'll say, you know, mindfulness, meditate, exercise, sleep. They'll say all these different things. To me, those are great. But the biggest thing that I think can help with this is knowing what to call it when it happens. And I found out, or I, I decided what I'm going to call it. And it's, I just think it's a huge relief just knowing what to call it. So this is, again, my, my opinion here of what to call it. So shutting down. So whenever we're shutting down, um, when you shut down, that stress takes over your thinking. And that is that clouded, like, mind fog feeling. So really, all this really is, is stress. That's what it is. So if you, you know, let's say that there's people and they want you to hang out and you're really not comfortable around these people and you really don't know why and maybe this has happened over and over and over and you almost feel like you lose your identity. So what is that? It's stress. That's that's what it is. And stress is the biggest thing that has created our complex PTSD which stem from trauma. But the stress that overtook our brains, overtook our minds physically, um, emotionally, that stress created our complex PTSD because it, it screwed up our cognitive abilities. It screwed up our ability to focus, our ability to store things in long-term memory. It was stress. So being able to know what to call it, and it's so simple, right? It's stress. This is something I've thought about literally for at least 15 years on knowing what to call it because I used to just call it mind fog or you know a mind f you know 
Um, and I just, I never really knew what it was. And the reason I thought of this is because the holidays are coming up and a lot of um, my stress when I was a, a kid, a lot of the abuse would always happen around the holidays. Um, and it's very typical if you grow up with a narcissist because narcissists don't like holidays. Um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned that before, but I learned that a couple of years ago, narcissists don't like holidays. Um, a lot of times it's because narcissists can't control the fact that the holiday happens exactly when it does. It's almost like they can't control, they can't tell the holiday what to do. You know what I mean? It's like the holiday is coming and narcissists, if they can't control the situation, a lot of times they just don't like that. So a lot of my abuse growing up happened around holidays because my abuser would get ticked off because they are a total narcissist. They would get ticked off and take it out on me. Um, and this went on for years. And it wasn't just holidays when they did it. They did it for any old random reason. And that was a whole... I think that was even worse when it was random because there was no rhyme or reason to it. You never knew when it was coming. But anyway, back to the point. So the stress, um, you know, as I'm saying, that's where that complex PTSD grows from is that stress. Um, that's what it is. So like, again, I've never been labeled with dissociative identity disorder or depersonalization, any of that stuff. But if you look at things that surround those two complexes or those two, um, disorders, if you want to call them that, um, these things are very similar. The foggy sense of who am I, not feeling like you're in your own body, feeling like you're looking at yourself from the outside, looking in, like life's a big movie and life sucks. You know, it just constantly sucks. Um, and feeling just like you're, you're, you're stuck or you're trapped. And it's that, it's stress. I personally think if you are able to, if you're able to keep distance from people where you feel that way, do that. Um, if there's people that you feel good around, you know, be around those people. Um, it may sound simple, but it's a huge thing. Um, one reason a lot of my, there were two forms of stress happening for me. So one, like I said, around the holidays, it was the abuser because they were always, always pissed off. Um, the other thing is that the people that would piss them off at these family, at these um, holiday things, um, the people that would piss them off were people that, I, I guess the best word for it is they were confusing and they're still confusing. Like they're not as confusing to me, but growing up, let's just say they operated by a different drummer. They followed a different drummer and it was always a little bit like a puzzle trying to figure out why they were doing the things they were doing. Um, and I later found out, and I've mentioned this before on here, they were secret drinkers. So at the events, they would, there was always a couple people there who were like strictly against alcohol. So I didn't know that this was going on, but the, the people that were acting strange were intoxicated, but they weren't actually drinking in front of you. They were doing it in secret. Like they go out to their car and keep it in the trunk or they would go down to a relative's house who was like down the street or something and they drink and then they come over and they'd act funny and I had never drank until my 21st birthday so growing up I didn't really know what that was I knew what an angry drunk was because that same narcissist I mentioned a lot of that rage and abuse came from that 
but um that that type of drinking but i i had never seen people who behave odd around you and you don't know why they're behaving odd and they're not drinking in front of you so it's kind of like you know why are they you know what is happening here and you never i never smelled alcohol on them and you know they never smelled funny they never acted extremely out of character they just were acting odd like almost like there was an inside joke so it was almost like a constant inside joke going on constantly constantly um and so you know that was also triggering that whole incompetence thing which i believe is a big part of like a feeling of complex ptsd because if your you know your skills of just kind of learning are impacted it makes you feel incompetent at times so if someone is constantly around you and it's like they're operating on an inside joke it it messes with that <clears throat> so basically the point of what i'm trying to say here is um if you're feeling like you've forgotten what matters to you or you feel lost in who you are because around certain people in certain places that's just that's stress that's that's what it is that's what i'm calling it and this is from my own experience so i guess i should say for me that's stress um and just being able to know that that's what it is it's not just mind fog it's it's literally stress once you know what to call it that is like half the battle um i would also say that this type of stress or maybe it's also shutting down so the stress causes you to shut down and a lot of times you're shutting down and you don't know why you're shutting down you're like why am i shutting down like what's happening how come i can't be myself around these people it's stress that's that's what it is but it causes the shutdown so like at times you may be like really open around some people you know probably because you feel safe around them and if you're growing up where you don't feel safe you probably aren't expressing yourself a whole lot right I know I didn't. And so if you're not expressing yourself a whole lot and you find people who you can, you're like a whole different person. So then it's almost like you become two different people. And that's where I think that whole um the feeling of like you have almost like you have different personalities, you know, almost like you you feel like you're not being honest with other people. I think that that's where that kind of feeling comes from is you whenever you're around people who maybe you feel like there's that fear factor you you don't share your whole self and so like let's say you have a friend and you have all these common denominators where you bond but then there's that there is that fear factor somewhere in there there's certain things you aren't going to share with them um and then once that friend finds out from other friends about this aspect of you that they don't know about you know it's confusing to them and i think that that's just where a lot of it comes from is it's the fear versus the comfort you know fear versus comfort um and you know that that's where it's coming from the shutdown is stress um we all live and learn lessons that make us mature or change our behavior over time so sometimes friendships end for all types of reasons um you know and you learn things and mature at different times so you do kind of become a different person over time that's normal um i would say one of the solutions that works a lot for me and it might sound a little like a little bit of a broken record but it's my first rule to life that I live by is remind myself of my interests and remain active in my interests so if you tend to have that shutdown feeling knowing your interests and knowing your identity and your personality is huge and keeping a calendar to remind yourself of things that you do 
Um, I think that's a key thing for you, like engaging, it reminds you to gauge with your interests and also mark on your calendar specific activities you can do that lead to positive attention, um, I think is another big thing, um, like volunteering, something like that, doing nice things for people. Um, also important, if you do have a shutdown mode like this, just talking to a friend is huge, that's kind of basic. Um, I think specifically, what helps me or has in the past, reminding myself of my accomplishments and reminding myself of the good times in my life helps keep the stress down. So even though these people that I grew up around where a lot of my trauma kind of stems out of, you know, I, I always think of the bad, the bad, the bad. Um, particularly if you have PTSD, a lot of times that's what you think of is just those horrible moments. And everything is different. You know, like if someone... If there's like severe abuse going on, you don't want to think of the good times if someone severely abused you. Um, you just want to get the hell away from them. But in relation to like, let's say if high school was a really hard time for you, um, I, I usually always think of the bad things from high school. But then when I intentionally think of good things that happened during high school, I actually can think of at least 10. You know, I was in a like a computer club type group. And we played video games all day. That's all we did. It was fun. Um, I was in high school from 96 to 2000. And this is back in the day when like video games were like Duke Nukem. And, you know, it was kind of like those classic games. And so I, I think back to, you know, I love how antique-ish it is now to think back to the way computers looked and the games we played. Um, it, it was fun. Those old games were a lot of fun. I think back to like sitting in the hallway and talking to my classmates before class or during lunch break. That was fun. There were certain teachers I really liked. Um, you know, it, it's nice to think back and think of fun times. I wasn't really a partier. Like I said, I didn't drink till I was 21, but I went to a party one time um, with a classmate to a classmate's party and it was like a Pepsi party. And then I actually went to another one at another classmate's house, and we watched Muriel's wedding. <laughs> um, yeah, we were pretty innocent kids. But there were a lot of other good times. Um, you know, there were nice times. I loved art class. Um, art class was my favorite class in high school. Um, probably because I, I did feel safe. I felt safe in art class. Um, but there were, you know, a lot of good times. Um, I would also say remind yourself of things that you're grateful for. So if, like, let's say you're going to an event for this holiday weekend for the 4th of July, and you're shutting down right now, it's happening right now, you're thinking, oh my god, I can't stand my friend's boyfriend, he's such a jerk, I don't want to be around him, or I can't stand my best friend's girlfriend, you know, she's such a witch, or whatever, um, and you're shutting down because you really don't want to be around these people, and... You know, you feel like you need to support your significant other or something. Um, if you're shutting down, remind yourself first. There's a word for it. It's called stress. And if you've dealt, if you've lived with PTSD and stress and complex PTSD, and and maybe if you do have dissociative identity disorder or depersonalization issues, um, you know, know what it is. It's stress, and know that you know there's remedies when you get back home for how to deal with it. And I would also say if you're around these people that really cause you this, and maybe even, you know, you're still around the person that abused you, um, I think it's really important to focus on 
any way of getting positive attention and speaking in ways that are not aggressive. Um, so one thing, there's a, a person on TV, and this person does this a lot, and it's a real person. It's not just it's not a TV show. This is a real person who they show their real life, and they sit down and give interviews about their family. One thing I've noticed that this person does all the time, and they're always wondering why they get a bad rap, is they're, they always say things, and they're implying things that are negative about other people. Um, so they're always throwing something out about like how they feel about something, but it's always implying bad things about like their sister-in-law or their brother-in-law. And they're just, they're sloppy. Like they're sloppy with what they're saying. Um, and I think it's their way of kind of avoiding. And if they're, you know, around these relatives that they don't really like, they probably say things like that where they're implying something bad. So, you know, sometimes, you know, that's something I need to do. I need to, like, make sure I don't speak that way. Um, Because I know that in the past, sometimes my, the things I say are aggressive, and I don't mean them to be aggressive, but meaning aggressive, meaning it's, it's saying something negative about somebody else. Um, You know, it's, it's good to just be able to focus on, like, the positive things that you're doing, and that goes back to the calendar and your interests and, um, you know, just have fun in the moment, you know, have fun without hurting yourself or hurting others, just enjoy the time that you're gonna be around them, just enjoy yourself, and, you know, don't worry about what they're thinking or what they're, what they're doing, um, because anything they do that could hurt you in any way is just making them look bad anyway, you know, and other people know it, um, That's another thing is don't feel like you're the only one who's ever noticed that the people that you shut down around, the way you feel about them, there's probably at least 10 other people on planet Earth who think that same way about them. So if you shut down in that sense where you feel like you're the only one who feels maybe left out or like you're not in on the inside joke, which I said was just closet drinking, um... There's probably 10 other people who could say, hey, Ben, you know that uh, these people are closet drinking and that's why they're behaving strange, you know, and I would have people point things out to me sometimes like that, like this person that you grew up around, you know, they're kind of out of control. Don't you notice that? You know, sometimes that's what you need is somebody just to say it. Um, But just having a word for all of this, because like I said, it took me about 15 years to really know what the word was. Um, And it's not just mind fog, it's not just shutting down. Those are kind of symptoms of it. And the thing that the symptoms are coming from is stress. It's stress. So I just wanted to give it a name because it's so important. And I think that it's totally relates to complex PTSD and trauma because the trauma is what causes us to shut down and the trauma is creating that stress. It's causing you to shut down. Hope everybody has a good weekend. This is the Complex PTSD guy signing off.